Welcome to the preaching ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler, Arizona. Our desire is that God would be magnified through the preaching of His Word, and that Christians would be challenged, strengthened, and edified in their personal walk with Christ. The question of that song is the question of the season, but more than just of the season, it's really the most important question for life. Who is He? Who is Jesus? Often at this time of year, there are lots of celebrations that take place, but not everybody understands or knows who He is. In 1832, Robert McGimsey was returning to his one-room apartment in New York City. He had just attended a Christmas Eve service. And as he walked the several blocks to get back to his apartment, he, he passed a number of private clubs and other establishments. And, and as he went by, he could hear and then through the window see the raucous parties that were taking place. Because of just the evening and what was going on, there were times that as he passed people on the sidewalk that were passed out because of their indulgences for the evening, having to step over some of them, he thought, what a strange way to celebrate the birth of the most perfect person who ever lived on this earth. People are missing the whole significance of his life. And these thoughts really generated in his mind as he walked home. And when he got home, he scribbled some thoughts on the back of an envelope. And these are the words that he wrote. Little Jesus boy, we made you be born. In a manger, sweet little holy child, we didn't know, we didn't know who you. They didn't know. How many today don't know who He was? They don't know that He came to save us, to take our sins away. As He wrote, continued to write, our eyes were blind. We could not see. We didn't know who You was. The night that Jesus Christ was born, there was a glorious announcement that took place. And we find that in Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 2. The Gospel of Luke records the most familiar of the Christmas passages for us. It became very familiar in pop culture back in 1965 in a Charlie Brown Christmas. As Charlie Brown was frustrated with the materialism and the commercialism of the Christmas season, and in his frustration, he said, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And Linus says, sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And he steps forward and he begins quoting in Luke chapter 2 at verse 8. 
It's a familiar passage to most of us. But this passage is the one that provides for us. It's really the only one that gives us the details of the birth of Jesus. It tells us why the couple, Mary and Joseph, had come to Bethlehem. The circumstances of their lodging and, and, and why this took place. And then the earliest visitors. Many of our Christmas carols and even some of the music that we've heard this evening come from these verses in Luke chapter 2. It's the text for many Christmas cards. And the people that receive this wonderful news beginning in verse 8 are probably the least likely and the folks that we would most not want to show up at a maternity ward. They were shepherds. Shepherds were kind of the outcasts of the society. They were not cultured people and they were not trusted people. But in this passage, we find a number of amazing things that I think will be an encouragement for us as we, we look at them very briefly this evening. The first thing we see in this passage was there was a shocking announcement. It says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were greatly afraid. And we think of that silent night, but that silence was broken when the angel of the Lord showed up. You've got shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night. Talk about a menial task, an ordinary job, and really unimportant for most of society. And that's what they were doing. Do you ever feel insignificant? Feel like, you know... <laughs> It doesn't really seem like I can do much. Maybe I, I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. God brought the news of the birth of His Son to ordinary people. Shepherds, ordinary men, on an ordinary night, under ordinary circumstances of life, who received a startling, a shocking announcement. They had no expectation of receiving this visitation from an angel. And yet what they hear is the announcement that, that would change the course of history. And receiving an announcement from angels, created beings, answerable to God, was a stunning thing. The word angel in Greek speaks of being a messenger. And so how did they respond? With great fear. The, the Greek word for great there is the word mega. They, they had mega fear. This was, this was terror. That was their gut reaction. Folks, to understand and appreciate the good news of Christ's coming, we have to understand the bad news. We don't have what it takes to stand before God. We don't even have what it takes to stand before His angelic beings without fear. Because to be in the presence of God is scary for sinners. But it wasn't just a shocking announcement, it was a joyful announcement. It says, and the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The, the word here, the good tidings, is where we get the idea of the gospel. It comes from an Anglo-Saxon term that, that would have been pronounced godspell, became godspell, or gospel, God's story. And that mega fear turned into a mega joy, because that's the word that's used here as well. 
as they hear this good news. But it was for all people. It wasn't just for those in the greater Bethlehem area. It wasn't good news just for those in Jerusalem or or even in Israel. No, the Gospel of Luke emphasizes that this is a message for all people. Luke's Gospel has a way of singling out those that were were kind of the outcasts, the sinners, the the social outcasts, the poor. In fact, Luke often references Gentiles, Samaritans. He emphasizes women and children for their faith in a culture that emphasized the men. The good news is for all of us. The announcement of a Savior. But to understand why we need a Savior, we need to understand what does it take to stand before God. You know, sometimes people say, well, I, I, I think I'm a good person. I, I think I'll be okay, that I, I think I'm good enough. Well, by what standard? Some will say, well, I, I try to keep the Ten Commandments. So how are you doing? Can you even name all Ten Commandments? <laughs> I mean, if that's our standard, we probably ought to know what they are, shouldn't we? You know, we have no other gods before me. Not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. And remember that Jesus said, if you hate someone in your heart, you've committed murder. If you lust after someone, you've committed adultery in your heart. And that's only half of the ten. Don't steal, don't covet, don't bear false witness. You know, if that's our standard, we're we're in trouble. And James 2.10 says, whoever keeps the whole law but stumbles at one point, he's guilty of all. Say, well, well, I try to remember the golden rule. You know, it comes from Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. I I think I'm pretty good here. Really? Have you done any last-minute shopping at the mall and can't find a parking place and then that one right up near the door opens up? And how did you respond? Oh, I should let somebody else have it. No, no, you named it and claimed it. (laughs) You know, that's mine. I saw it. That's my spot. You know, let's face it, we all tend to put ourselves first. And in some things we can be giving, but in others we're, well, you know, I... It's the last item on the shelf. I'm going to get it. You know, you snooze, you lose. You know, Merry Christmas to somebody else. You know, well, I'll just try to do my best. I always try to do my best. Really? There's never been a time you say, well, that's good enough. Nobody's going to notice anyway. You know, why do we think these are going to get us into heaven? What place does Christ have in your life? You know, we have room for lots of things, family, friends, activities, sports, hobbies. Is there room for Jesus? Or would we be kind of like the innkeeper that's back in verse 7 of this chapter who there, there was no room for him in the inn? See, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's why we need a Savior. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. And what we see is that this is a very specific announcement. There, there's born in the city of David. Bethlehem, a Savior. He's Christ, the Messiah, the Lord. He is God the Son, God with us. And this will be a sign. You you will be able to spot this child. He's a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths. And you'll find him lying in a manger. This was a very specific announcement. The day, the person, the place, and how to recognize him. 
And all of this coming together, it was, it was also an, an announcement that was greatly celebrated. After this is stated, all of a sudden you've got this angelic host, the multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You know, this morning we consider Jesus Christ displayed the glory of the Father in, in human flesh. He is God the Son. That, that humans don't become gods, but God became man. That we might have life. Emmanuel, God with us. And here we find that great proclamation of God's glory. Proclaimed across the heavens. Glory to God in the highest. Gloria in excelsis Deo, as we sing. And here we find heaven and earth meeting in the proclamation of the glory to God in the highest. The, the glory to God was not a new song, but it's an old song that gets a new stanza. And what is added is on earth, peace. Peace to them, those on whom God's pleasure rests. Those who have his goodwill, those with whom he is pleased. Well, how can I be pleased? How can God be pleased with me? By trusting in his only begotten Son. To put your trust in Christ alone for your salvation. This was a celebrated announcement, it was also a historic announcement. And by that I mean it was it was verifiable. This this was not just speculation. Because it says, and so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said one to another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. They said, let's go and see this thing that has happened. It's already taken place. They didn't say, let's go and see if it's come to pass. Well, we've heard a report, let's go verify it. No, they said, let's go see this thing that has happened. See, what we see is that faith responds to that announcement. And sometimes we might think, well, you know, if I had an angel tell me, then, then, then I would have a better chance of believing. Folks, we have it in writing. We have God's written word. Do we respond to the truth? We see also that it was a shared announcement. And they came with haste, found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made known widely and saying which was told them concerning the child and all those who heard it marveled at those things which had been told them by the shepherds. They, they heard this. They, they went forth and they told others. They, they couldn't keep it to themselves. In just a few moments, we'll be doing our candlelight portion of the service and lighting that candle and, and starting with one light and seeing how that spreads. We're to be lights in this world to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is a life-changing announcement. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then when the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen that were told to them. And when you know Jesus personally, it changes your life. You're changed from the inside out. You, you get new life. You get new power. It affects you personally. We have new hope, new goals, New values. We have a new heart. 
We have new opportunities. The fruit is displayed outwardly, but the change takes place inwardly. That we turn from sin and trust in Jesus Christ alone. He came to die for our sins. Came into this world to be a savior. And see, genuine faith is excited about what God has done. This was an exciting evening. This is why we celebrate the birth of Christ and look forward to celebrating it even tomorrow. But let me take you back. Let's imagine, and just use our imaginations, of an aged shepherd many, many years after what we've just seen in this chapter, talking with his grandson about that fateful night on that hill outside of Bethlehem. And as he's sitting there with his grandson and he says to him, you know, a long, long time ago, when I was a teenager, I was out on the Judean hills and, and, and with some of the other shepherds and it was a normal night, it was quiet, it was, I was watching the stars and it was a typical night as we watched the flocks. And then suddenly, an angel stood before us and the sky lit up as the glory of the Lord shined around us. And I was really scared. I've never been that afraid in my life. But the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. This day in the city of David, there's born a Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. And the, the angel then told us how we would find this child, wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. And after that, this host of angels, this, this angelic choir of thousands lifted their voices in, in praise to God. I've never heard anything like that sound. I've never heard anything since that night. And then the man grew silent. And after a break, his grandson looked up and said, but Grandpa, is that all? What did you do? Did you, you heard the good news. What was it that, what the angel said? Was it true? Did you find the Christ child? And that old shepherd shook his head and said, I never went to see. Some of them went, they say it took place, others say it was a myth. Some found him, they claim he's the light of God. I'm not really sure, I never went. I really don't know who he was. You know, we, we know the story, but do you know who he is? Do you know the boy born in a manger who died on the tree as your personal Savior. Have you seen the Savior? If not, would you follow the shepherd's example and respond? Would you come to him? He's, he's the light of the world. Is he your light on this Christmas Eve? That's why we gather, is because of that good news. If you're not sure of that, even as you leave this evening, we have a little pamphlet that's, that's on our front table. It's on the table in the middle of the, the lobby and the desk. It tells you about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why Christ came into this world. And for those of us that do know him, our opportunity, our responsibility is to share that good news. That we would be lights in this darkened world. That as we understand, this was an amazing announcement as all of these things took place. But that we would recognize that He came, that we would adore Him. He came unto His own. His own people did not receive Him.
but as many as receive him, to those he gives the right, the power, the authority to be the children of God. Have you received Christ this evening? If so, let's be sure that we're telling others.